welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Uh, we got a good one today. We have a we had a follow up um, question to one of the podcast episodes that we had was they wanted us to discuss in more detail uh, inclusion in the workforce for uh, culture. Can we bring our culture to the workplace, or do we have to leave it at the door and conform to the majority of the, of the culture that's at the workplace? And we're not just talking white, black. It could be, you know, if you're going to work at the, the hair store where the Koreans own it, like, the, are you going to act more Korean or you know, hold your own culture back? And like, so those are the type of things we want to talk about today and see if we can get some clarification or just have a really nice discussion about it. So welcome to the show, Dr. Daniels. Well, thank you. And, and it's, if you think about it, it's an interesting topic because, um, you know, I guess if you think about America in general, right? Um, basically, we accept a, a a very limited amount of culture cultural diversity, right, in the workplace. You know, uh, for example, um, you can be a Christian in the workplace, but it's a little more difficult to be a Muslim in the workplace. <laughs> right. You, you know. Right. Um, and 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 even though we say things like you know we we want we we don't want your religion to to be a part of or take away from. Um, people don't have a problem with if your religion is Christianity. Right. Uh, but if you are a Muslim or atheist, that can be problematic, but it should not be. Obviously you should right. be able to bring, you know, whatever you are, whoever you are to the workplace and be judged, not based on, you know, those kind of differences. And likewise, the same thing with dress, you know, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you know, rules are kind of being relaxed a little bit, but not wholeheartedly. Right. You know, if you are, if you are a, a female Muslim um, and you wear the uh, garb, the uh, habib and all, all the, all the coverings, um, that's not looked upon favorably. Right. If you were teaching elementary school, let's say, right. or, you know, or what have you. Um, and it's unfortunate. Uh, dreadlocks are not acceptable in, in, in a lot of business environments. You, know, right. if you have a more contemporary organization, you know, maybe so Google places like that. Uh, but if you were at um, Wells Fargo, it's going to yeah, be a different ball game. It's going to be a different ball game. You know, and, and it should not be. Uh, Bank of America should not be. You know, so I think it is a good thing personally because if an employee can express who they are, it makes for a happier employee. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should be forced to deny who they are when they come in the workplace, because that's a part of who, who you are is what you bring to the organization. Yeah. And as a business owner, I, I try to make sure everybody feels comfortable being themselves. Like, um, but one thing I will say, when I first got into management, the, number, the first rules always came up was don't talk religion. And don't talk politics. Mm-hmm. Then you should be okay. But now they're saying that now that we're coming back out of the pandemic, people starting to go back to work, spend a whole year watching the talking heads on TV, Mm -hmm. people being opinionated. Now we started to see people on our Facebook page that we thought they was one way and then we're finding out they're a whole nother way. Mm -hmm. But then when you see them in the street, everything's fine. And you say the words, well, if they're, saying this on Facebook, 
But then, that, you know, the, being friends with me, are they two-faced? Mm-hmm. But that's just their opinion. But now that's bleeding over in the work. So how are we, what is your suggestion that we should do for the people that's going back to work and we got to face this type of environment where people now got to get, you know, reintroduced to not doing certain things or should we embrace each other and do certain things? Well, Which one? See, I, I think people have always been forced to not do certain things. You know, my, my work career spans um, 40 years. Okay. And, you know, in, 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 in the corporate world mm. and there's always been a requirement that you fit a certain look. Okay. It's always been, um, if you work in a business environment, you dress in business attire. Right. Uh, you, they may would have relaxed attire on Friday, you know, when you still would come business casual, but generally speaking, if you're in an office environment, they expected you to dress a certain way. Uh, now, you know, you, we may not wear suit and ties today like we used to wear, but I tell you what, at a certain level, they still wear suit and ties. Suit and ties, yeah. You know, in, in, cor- in corporate America. Um, if you're home, you know, it's, it was a little more relaxed. Uh, but I think people have never, re- and you, you mentioned, you, you know, you can't talk religion, but you could talk religion. You just couldn't talk anything other than Christianity. Gotcha. <laughs> as, as, you know, right. let's face it. People would say, bless you all the time. You know, it wasn't unusual for people to have Bible study clubs at lunchtime. Right, you know, right. and th- those kind of things. That wasn't unusual. Um, I, say, I should say just religion, but you, the major religions. Mm-hmm. Unless you were Muslim. That was the only one that was like, no, don't be bringing that gibberish on the job. Um, but in a, in a sense... If you want to in create an environment of all, in, you know, if you want to, if you want to be what you say you are, right, which is all inclusive, mm-hmm. the question then becomes, do you mean it? Okay. For example, if, if, if I'm really being all inclusive, right, should I be upset if the person um, in their office has a Confederate flag? No. You know. Right. right. If I'm being all inclusive, right. then that I shouldn't be upset with that. Now, I realize that in some cases, you, you know, you don't want to go to the extreme, you know, for example. Well, of course, I don't think this is extreme, but I can tell you that um, the EEOC thinks it is. <laughs> OK. If, if I were to put up a picture of a of of. Um, of the cheerleading squad from the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> in my office. Right. And a female employee came in and said, that is offensive to me. Right. I would have to take it down. Right. But the question is, why should I have to take it down? Right. You know, see, I'm of the opinion that in 2021, we have gone too far. Yeah. You know, we've kind of gone too far. Um, if, if, if what I am displaying does not harm you, and my actions don't harm you, I don't see why I have to conform to your ideal of how I should carry myself or how I should, you know, um, uh, present myself. If, if my actions are causing the customers to be upset, then of course I have to deal with that. I have to, because, you know, you're in business to make money. 
but other than, other than that, I, I don't think it is. Um, I don't. I don't think it does the agency or the company. I don't think it improves their value to impose a false set of standards on employees. Now, what if you're the person that you feel like you cannot be you, and you're working there, you're working at this place. How do you suggest a person go about telling their boss or their supervisor their feelings, or do they just suck it up, either do it or find another job? Well, I never felt like I could be me in the workplace. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, 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 it's real. And, and I'm not alone in that endeavor. Okay. Right. Cause I happen to be a minority. Okay. I didn't want to come to work every day in a suit and tie. <laughs> I can tell you that. Right. <laughs> that, that wasn't my <clears throat> ideal thing to do. I did it because it was a requirement to do. As a matter right. of fact, I recall being in a meeting where I would push to management. Listen, why are we wearing suit and ties to work when we don't deal with the public? Right. We don't. All we dealt with was other federal agencies right. at, at, at this particular job I was working at the time. Well, the response I got back was because we are part of corporate America and we have an image to keep up and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, all employees, in my opinion, should feel comfortable expressing their desire to allow their cultural culture to be a part of who they are. So if I, you know, if I, if I want natural hair, for example, you know, I should be able to speak to my employer about that and say, yes, this is what I would like. This is what I would like to do. Now, um, my, my, my comment to my staff was always simple. No one gets rid of an asset. Okay. So if, if my posing a question to my employer causes him to say you're fired, it's because he was looking for a reason to fire me anyway. Yeah. You know, cause posing the question is not going to get you fired if you are an asset. Right. So I would say you just do it. Ask the question. Um, but if the employer says no, that's, I think that's the issue for today is, you know, should employers, should employers have that obligation to take in consideration your culture? I mean, why should me as an African-American, say if I was African-American female, if my hair is not naturally straight, why should I have to straighten my hair to be on the job? Right. You know, if I wake up in the morning and wash my hair, it's an Afro. Why should not be able to come to work that way? Right. But unfortunately, in a lot of workplaces, that's not considered acceptable. Right. You know, if I'm an African-American man, you know, why should I have to go to the barbershop once a week? Why can't I just let my hair grow out and be natural? Right. That's not acceptable in all places. Um, just like in certain jobs, you can't wear have facial hair, mm. you know. Um, like the Yankees. Right. Or in, right. in certain in Disney too. In, in certain police departments, you know, certain law enforcement agencies, you can't have facial hair unless you're working, you know, um, undercover, or undercover or something like that. But why? I mean, how, how does how does that um when I was in school, they call it a bona fide occupational requirement. How does that become a bona fide occupational requirement? <laughs> you know, right. how, what does facial hair have to do? with my ability to give out a ticket right. <laughs> or my ability to, you, you know, stop a fight. How does facial hair stop me from 
you know, smiling when you come into the amusement park. You know, right. what, what makes that mm -hmm. uh, occupational requirement, but, but yet organizations are allowed to, to, to use that? Yeah, I, and I'm curious to, I guess somebody's probably written a business book on this, to see the results of it. Like there was a, a benefit for doing something like that, like say with Disney with the no facial hair and the Yankees uh, when they had the no facial hair thing. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. I remember the guy used to play, the guy played for Boston, the Red Sox, mm -hmm. and they had beat, they beat the Yankees and they won the World Series that year. But then he got traded the next year. And he, like a couple of years later, he was with the Yankees. And he was known for this big beard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He had a big grow tee. And then he had to cut it off, and he looked completely different when he was playing with, you know, the Yankees. They said, you're coming over here on the Yankees, yeah, no facial hair. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, the, the, the Disney World I know about just so happened when I was in grad school, I did a project on Disney World. Okay. Okay. Marketing. A marketing project. Disney's concept was this. Uh, basically, uh, Disney had a concept for all of his employees. And he would tell them, you always give a little extra, right? And he wanted uniformity from all his employees. And his concept was, I mean, you could have a mustache, mm -hmm. you can't have a beard, have a beard. His concept was simple, that it, 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 it didn't allow anyone to be able to get into character. Because he initially, being a character anyone could be pulled to be, be a character. Gotcha. And if you got a beard, we can't do that. We can, we, we right. can put a beard on you and put you in character. Right. But if you got a beard and you're supposed to not have a beard, right, right, we right. can't do that. And that became a part of, you know, the, the, the standard then because of that. So as you grow, well, the standard just ne never changed, I, I, you know, presumably. And, and, but, but the concept of giving a little extra is still a part of their mantra that every staff that's pushed, you, you know, you never see a, a Disney employee can never be seen in Disney world out of character. Mm. Never. So you can't be an employee in Disney world and walk in the front gate and go somewhere. Right. You got to come in a separate interest where no one can see you coming in, get in character and then pop up. Right. Right. Because that's their mantra, um, but again, it, there was a market. It's a marketing thing for for them, but you know, as huge as they are now, could they change? Who knows? But uh, you know, um, as far as hitting a baseball with Steinbrenner, <laughs> uh, right? To me, and I don't know because I I didn't didn't do a paper on him, but I suspect it was just a matter of control. Yeah. You know, because you don't get less efficient in hitting a baseball because you have a beard. Right. You know, it's just, it was just a matter of control, unfortunately. You know, I, I think that sports is probably the one, one um, place where culture has been allowed to seep in. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, it just, you rarely see a defensive back that doesn't have dreads. Right. <laughs> it's right. like that's almost... A requirement now. Right. You you got to. You can't even see the name on the back of their jersey. Anymore. Right. Right. You you got to have dread to be a defensive back. Right. In fact, as you know, dreads have become a part of you. So I can even tackle you by grabbing your dreads. That's right. <laughs> you know, yep. 
and 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 same thing with bat, you know, tattoos became popular because of basketball. You know, right. Allen Iverson was that player that started tattoos, you know, with, with you know, being prominent in basketball and now everybody wears tattoos. Right. Allen Iverson changed how people dressed because they allowed him to bring his of course, you know, he was a marquee player. Right. They allowed him to bring that to to the table. Well, it didn't hurt basketball when he came in. It helped basketball mm. when he did that. Michael Jordan changed the dress in basketball because it used to be there was wearing them short shorts. Yep. Michael Jordan came in with the long shorts. It didn't hurt basketball. It helped basketball. Smart companies are finding out that if you bring culture into the workplace, it helps you. It doesn't hurt you. Uh, but companies are still, in my opinion, too locked in to that, that mindset that you got to adopt uh, the culture of the primary um, managers in the organization, right? as opposed to bringing what you have to the table when you come to the organization. So now I got a question for you. In the organization of Enoch Baptist Church, mm -hmm. um, at what point did you make a decision? Or, or what point was it we made a decision to be I consider Enoch a very liberal church. Mm -hmm. When did you make a decision to embrace that? Mm -hmm. Like when did that happen or did it just happen over time? No, it didn't happen over time. It happened overnight. Okay. And I can tell you how it happened. Uh, under my, my, uh, under the person that mentored me as a pastor, he was very traditional, very strict. I wore a robe in the pulpit every Sunday to preach. Okay. Um, I think I would say I was probably about 34 at the, at the time, at this time, 34 years old. And my wife wanted me to go to a office party with her. And I felt uncomfortable going because I knew there was going to be drinking. And I knew that, you know, I'm the pastor now. And, and I'm, I didn't want to bring a dark image on the church because the Bible says, don't let your good be evil spoken of. Okay. So I went to this pastor because I felt kind of bad about not going with my wife. So I go, you know, at the, at the time my original pastor has now passed. So I go to this other pastor and I asked him the question. I say, you know, I feel bad. You know, do you have any suggestions to me for me? He said, yeah, I got a suggestion for you. Uh, go to that party and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and he was an elder pastor, right? right? And his wife looked at me and said, shame on you. Shame on you. You're going to disappoint your wife just to make these old fogies happy? <laughs> and I said, well, I mean, that's how I was brought up. He said, let me explain something to you, young man. You were a man before you were a pastor. God didn't call you to stop being a man. He didn't call you to stop being a, a husband to your wife. He says, listen, the Bible is not trying to put shackles on you. The Bible is trying to help you become free. Right. He says, so. It's nothing wrong with you dancing just because you saved. It's nothing wrong with you enjoying yourself just because you saved. Now, those were, that was music to my ears. That's, that's all I needed to hear was a, a seasoned pastor tell me right. that my feeling shackled was not was was really not a a is not wasn't, wasn't the devil trying to tell me something that my feeling shackled was a genuine feeling that I you know that that right. that was. Was, was was a real thing. That was it. I left his house, said, thank you, thank you, Lord, for, for opening up mine eyes. Went home and said to her, hey, yeah, we're going. <laughs> 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 and 
And that was it. Yeah. And, and then I shared the robe. And uh, I mean, not that I still don't like robes, but they're hot. <laughs> they're right. cumbersome. Right. You know, I'll be sweating up there. So I start wearing robes. Uh, sometimes I wear a jacket. You know, if, if it's chilly, I'll put a jacket on. If it's not, I just wear my vest. You know, now I still got to maintain my image because I'm still cool like that. So, you know, I got to look cool when I go right. in the pulpit. I got to look good. So I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> I'm glad you went there with that. Um. I was looking at, I was on YouTube, ran across Creflo Dollar. He had on a regular jacket, T-shirt, mm-hmm. um, you know, and jeans. Ran across T.D. Jakes. He had on just a button-down shirt. I mean, you could tell T.D. Jakes, he's going to be fly. Mm-hmm. You could tell it was, um, you know, it was tailored and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I ran across, um, I don't know him personally, the guy that's the pastor at the Mount. Kim. Mm-hmm. And he had on the button down shirt. He even had on a little chain, that little chain on and everything. And I asked myself this question. I said, I haven't, well, I ain't going to say, I said, I wonder why Dr. Daniels hasn't showed up to church with just, you know, a button down shirt, jeans, you know, nice pair, you know, on Sunday, on Sunday, on Sunday, on Sunday, you know, like wonder why he hasn't done that. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious, and and I know you also gonna get hit with this question, and I'm trying to not edit it out. <laughs> well, no, don't yeah. edit it out. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, I'm not a chain wearing guy. That that you know, I have worn chains in the past. Yeah. See that, to me, that's a 1970 thing. You know, uh, you get you get a certain age, and to me, that don't look cool anymore. <laughs> you know, it's it's like going to the club, and you see, you know, the 60 year old guy leaning against the wall with his shirt buttoned down right. and with a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> Just play it out, okay? I'm, now, I'm not down in Listen, right. if that's their thing, that's their thing. I'm just saying that's how it is in my head. Right. Is that, that ain't, that ain't the right. me, that, that ain't me. Uh, would I wear a button-down shirt? Oh, yeah. But see, just being straightforward with you, when I look in the mirror, I like to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? You, you know, you're looking good today. Right. You're looking good today. And I think I look better with a vest and a towel than looking a button down shirt. So I would have put my best foot forward. You know, uh, sometimes I like dressing down, but then sometimes I like dressing to the nine. You know, just just like I'm sure, you know, everybody does at some point right, in time. Right, 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 right. It, it's just different people like it at different times. You know, I've noticed this, for example. Now, my son will come to church as casual as he can be, but let him go out to a, 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 a spot where he know there's gonna be some people his age looking at him. He's he's cologne down, right? And ain't a, ain't a, ain't nothing out of place, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Because we dress to impress based on where we are, right? You know. And I'm saying, when I'm in church, I'm trying to impress, and that, you know, not in a negative sense, but because you know, I want to feel good about me, right? Uh, and, and I wouldn't feel good about me in in you know in in that environment. And I get it. Some people like to dress down. They like to wear, you know, the sneakers. You know, it's like I was watching TV the other day and the guy was like, he was going to put a tux on. He said, boy, this tux will look good with some Air Jordans. Y- y- you know. Yeah. Maybe it would. Right. But, you know, uh, I, and I might try that one time too, you know, because that, that sounds pretty comfortable. Uh, but that's why I don't do it. You yeah. know, it's just because I like to dress a certain way. And that's it. Now, would I have a problem with someone else getting in the pulpit? With a t-shirt on, no one bothers me the least bit, you know. Because as you know, listen, you know Enoch, folk. Right. 
There is no dress code. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. Uh, we got deacons that are coming to church in short pants and a polo shirt. Yeah. You know, members wear jeans all the time, you know, T-shirts and everything. The only thing I will say is this, is that the ladies, when they come to church, I've never, I shouldn't say never. Rarely do you see ladies come to church dressing provocatively. Right. You know, which I'm kind of surprised, but they don't, you know. Uh, because I know when they hit the club, they got them provocative clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess they change between the time they leave right. the club. And come. I'm comfortable with people coming to church. We say come as you are. And you raise a good point. Would I feel bad if people brought their culture to the church? No. Right. If, 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 if um, you are in the youth culture or the hip hop culture, and you come to church with, you know, wearing the attire for that culture, doesn't bother me in the least bit. I want you to be comfortable. You know, I don't think Jesus asked anybody to change clothes to come here and preach. Right. You know. Just come here. Just come here and preach. Matter of fact, I don't think he changed clothes either. You know, he wore sandals and, you know, the attire of the day. Right. Uh, so I think it's a perfectly good question, but also think that um, I'm very comfortable with it. So not just in the workplace, but in the church place too. I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with the dreads. I wouldn't have a problem with the ministers had dreads on. Wouldn't bother me in the least bit. Facial hair, I got a little bit myself. Don't bother me in the least bit. Matter of fact, I'm sporting that beard because I think it makes me look distinguished. <laughs> you know, now, I may not be any wiser, but I think it'll make me look like I'm a little wiser. <laughs> looks like looks, you look relaxed. Hey, that, 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 that's what that beard does for you. See? Yeah. And matter of fact, so you can stroke it like that. And people say he in deep thought. <laughs> and, and the whole time you got an ingrown hair, you try right. to get the track. Right. <laughs> well, that's our time. Our uh, our glass is empty. So, uh, Dr. Daniels, anything else you'd like to bring before we close out? I just want to say to all of our members and all those listening, listen, there's a drive on right now for everyone to get vaccinated. Get your COVID vaccine. If you're afraid of Johnson & Johnson, get the Pfizer shot, get the Moderna shot. I got the Moderna shot, had no problems, no side effects. Hey, listen, get it done so we can all live in a normal way. I know some of you are afraid. I know some of you are thinking it's the government trying to put chips in your arms. Hey, listen, if they wanted to put a chip in your arm, they wouldn't have used this. Your children have to be vaccinated. They go to school. They'll put it in those vaccinations. You get flu shots. They'll put it in that in, in, in that vaccination. So don't listen to all the conspiracy theorists. All right. Let's be safe. Let's look out for one another. God bless you. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Daines. And thank you so much for listening. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.